Hey there guys and welcome to another episode of the This Life podcast. Episode 6. I've actually got down about notes episode 5. I just saw it now. Oh, that's wrong. Um, but yeah, welcome to episode 6 of This Life. And it's actually quite a nice time to record this. I'm recording this on a Friday afternoon again. Actually, because this Sunday I'm not going to be able, not going to be here. So decided to record it on the Friday. And I'm doing alright, doing quite good this afternoon, very chilled, very relaxed. And it's quite a chilled time outside, it's like beautiful sunsets going down outside, so I'm just watching a segment of it through my window, very nice. And the winds actually come up, so I don't know if you can hear that, hopefully not, because I've just committed to starting this recording. But yeah, winds picked up, which kind of killed the atmosphere of the nice still day, but... So how are you guys doing? Hopefully your week has been great and your weekend is going even better. And I'd just like to take this time to give a nice present moment reminder. I mean, we are here, we are present. We are here, we are in this moment, the moment that you're hearing this, the moment that you're doing whatever you're doing, we are present. I think it's kind of good to give those little present moment reminders even to yourself, even if it starts with just a deep breath in and then a long breath out, just a moment of stop everything, take a step back, stand up, take a deep breath in, and then slowly release it out ground yourself again in the present moment i just think that's very important and yeah i'll just take take this time to talk about my story of this week which this week's actually been pretty crazy but i mean i've arrived now at the end of the week and it's very chilled i'm like looking at my to-do list and i'm like whoa there's actually not a lot to be done now because this week was actually quite intense but it was a good week all in all even though it was quite intense and filled with work but one thing that actually happened this week was I started fully going all in on discovering my passion, on what I want to do, and I've kind of been putting it off for a long time, but I finally like sat down and really engaged with myself about what do I want to do for the rest of my life? Like, what do I really enjoy? What is what is my passion, basically? And obviously, I know like a lot of it is photography and like film and stuff, so I don't know if you follow me over on Instagram. It's been, I've been off inactive for two weeks because I'm taking a break. I'm probably going to come back next week, but yeah, there was just getting too much. I think in the previous episode, I spoke a bit about like social media being quite toxic at the moment. So I'm taking a break for a bit and I'm going to hop back on next week. But I spent this time kind of like diving more into my idea, my concept of passion and actually started discovering it, which is something I knew all along, but I just didn't want to face it and talk about it, which was that I just love taking photos. Like I just love it. It's so much fun. I love retouching, love manipulating in, in post and having so much fun with it. I also love making videos. Like, yeah, it's so awesome. I haven't had a lot of time recently because college has been quite intense, but I love it. Making videos is so awesome. Telling stories is so amazing. And I finally come to terms, especially this week, come to terms with calling myself an artist because I think a lot of us creatives, we sometimes don't see ourselves as artists, but I think not even just creatives, not even just designers. I think so many people are artists without even realizing it. And calling yourself an artist is completely fine because I had the stigma of artist this and artist that. And I think two podcast episodes ago, I spoke about the idea of a starving artist and the fact that artists don't make any money and all this rubbish. And that's why we don't like to associate ourselves with being an artist. And this week with discovering my passion, and realizing that I love photos, I love videos, let's start talking about it. Let's start viewing myself as that rather than like some just college student who doesn't know what he wants to do. And it's been really amazing that realization, that commitment to it. And now I've been spending more of my free time on that. And I've been like, I know it's weird, but I've been happier doing that. Like 
I've been so much more happy spending time editing photos that I've taken. And then when I don't have any more to edit, I go out and I take some more. And I come back and I edit them and I've got a, literally a folder quite stashed full of photos ready for my Instagram when I come back on. So I'm pretty excited for those. But it was just amazing to kind of really say that I'm a photographer. Well, aspiring photographer and filmmakers, I sometimes like to say. But all in all, I am an artist. And if you're someone who makes things, no matter what it is, if you make something, if you create something, you're an artist in my eyes. And I think it's just, that's, I, I've just fallen in love with the term artist. It's been weird this week. I've been thinking about artist, artist, artist. So it's been really funny. With that, I'm discovering that now I need to try balance college, passion, myself and life and all of that stuff. And I've been realizing that it's actually so intense and so hectic with how busy I've been. And I'm now trying to incorporate more passion and more of what I like doing into my life, like more of the photography, more of the film and more time drawing and more time on my art and less time working on like college stuff. And I actually wanted to try create a balance. So the reason that's a problem now for me is because I wanted to go all in on my college, produce great college content, but also I want to go all in on my passion and go all in on that and make awesome things. Then I still need to go all in on just life, just life happens, you know, this life. Um, and then I had to go all in on myself to take care of myself, to look after myself, to do my readings, my meditations and all that stuff. And I've noticed that it's actually quite hard to just go all in on all those aspects. And I know there's a saying that if you love it hard enough, if you're passionate about it enough, you'll make time for it. But it's not the sense that I don't have enough time. It's that I commit too much to one thing that I literally don't leave enough time for something else. So I do believe in that quote, but I believe you can't go 100% on five things and say that you'll make time for all of them. Because if you go if you go eight hours on one thing, you've only got like another 16 hours in a day and you need to sleep for eight. So you've only got eight hours left and now you have to go for either for three more things. It's just not going to work. So now I've been trying to think about balance. And one thing that has always come to mind when I think about balance and getting more things done with less time and trying to incorporate as much things as I can is I think about product, productivity and being productive. And I've actually been trying to be productive and in the sense that I, I say, cool, we're going to hunker down now for two hours. We're going to hammer out this, like whatever I'm doing for college, whether it's like a storyboard or an essay or whatever it is. And I say, cool, let's hammer this out. Let's do it. And then I'll, I'll sit down to edit some photos. And I say, cool, let's do five photos now. Let's do it. Let's go. Um, and within that, I'm kind of realizing a few things. I'm realizing, like I said earlier, that I can't go 100% for all those things. I can't give 100% to passion, college, self and life all at once and dedicate so much time to all of them, something's gonna have to be toned down. And within that, I mean, is give like 30% here, 50% there, 10%, 10%, and then you get 100% done like that, because then that's 100% of your time has been committed to a bunch of things equally, instead of 100% just on one thing. And thus, I thought about productivity, and I actually spent a lot of time on YouTube, and I've been looking at all these productivity gurus. So it's like Matt Diavella, like Thomas Frank, I'm not even going to pronounce his name because I think it's Ali Abdal or something like that. I've probably butchered his name. Um, something like that. He's pretty good. And this guy called Karma Med, which I've also discovered. And these productivity gurus, I like, talk about how to be productive, what you can do to be productive. And they're obviously productive within their own lives. And they say, look, if you must do this and you can do this, and this is how you can balance your work more. This is how you can get better sleep. This is the one hour morning routine, the one hour evening routine to be more productive and all of this, all this, all this. And while watching all of this, I noticed that sometimes they say, because obviously they speak about their own experiences. And sometimes they say, oh no, sometimes I do slip up here. Sometimes I do this here. Sometimes I do this there. And obviously I'm still learning. And one of the things that always goes through my head is, are they really that productive? Because obviously within their videos, you can see like you're super productive. You're getting shit done, X, Y, Z, and whatever it is. But 
how productive are they? Because the one thing that I've always thought about is these oaks like stick to a full-on morning routine. This time you must get up, time to get to work. This is a full-on evening routine. This is the time you must shut down, time you must go to bed. But what do they do on weekends? And that's something I always think about. Is like, what are these gurus that are so productive? They get so much done. What do they do on weekends? Or do they ever go on holiday? Or like, do they even slip up? Are they really as productive as they say? And in thinking about that, I started thinking about irrelevance to my own life because I started trying to incorporate a lot of those productivity hacks into my own life. And it wasn't the was it successful one because I'm not doing what they're doing. I'm not doing like coding and like studying medicine or any of that shit. I'm being creative. I'm trying to take photos and videos and um, make films and do those cool things. So one thing that came to my mind is, can you really be productive as a creative? And within that, I mean, can you like punch out so much work in this big amount of time and say, cool, I'm going to put up this much work today, I'm going to do this much work tomorrow, I'm going to do this, 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 and that, 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 and finish it within these two hours. And you create a schedule that kind of goes along the lines of, I'll spend two hours doing this, spend three hours on this, spend an hour on this, cool, 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 and then I'll have an hour in the evening or whatever. But then I thought about it, it's like creativity doesn't really work like that or art doesn't really work like that either because it's like, you know, like video editing. Sometimes editing a video can take a whole week, can take two weeks, can take a month. But also, I think I speak from experiences, you sit down and say, cool, for the next two hours, I'm going to edit this, whatever it may be, create this visual effect or this animation. But it never takes that long because the creative process is a very interesting, it's a fun, it's a very interesting process. It's a fun one, but it's also quite crazy and wacky. I mean, you never just work on something and that that's it. That Like, you know, if you're creative and you're an artist, you don't sit down and work on something and you move through it and that's it. Like that is, is that it is what it is. Like you don't just work through it. You're iterating it. You're changing it. You're testing concepts. You're drawing out this way. Maybe this will work. You try that and cool, cool. That doesn't work. Maybe this. Okay, cool. And you're continuously iterating and changing and playing the whole time that you can't say that, cool, at the end of this hour, I'm going to have a character done. But you can't put a time frame on that. You can't pressurize your creativity. You can't pressurize your art. And Within that, we spend a lot of time like iterating the character. We'll draw them once, we'll draw them twice, or her, we'll draw them, we'll draw this person a few times, or we'll iterate them, maybe draw them bigger, smaller, and test it and see what kind of works. And that's often when the best creative projects are made, is when you play, you experiment, and you try and you just iterate it. So that's why I think like being a productive creative must be defined in a different concept from being a productive like whatever else, because these oaks say, cool, in the next two hours, I'm going to summarize this chapter. And I'm like, cool, that's fine, because it's a finite thing. I feel like creativity and art and what you make, and when you're creating something, it isn't finite. I mean, something I was doing earlier was I was making a cover for my journal. So I have these like little A5 journals, and I make covers, like I hand draw drawings and stuff, and draw little things, and then I stick them on. And I said, cool, I want to spend like 20 minutes on this. But obviously I didn't. I spent like 40 minutes on it, because I was drawing something. Oh no, I don't like that. What about this? And I was trying things and playing and obviously it took much longer than expected, but in the end, I was really happy with it. So I think in the creative process, to truly get lost in that process, you can't put a time restraint, time pressure on it. And I know under creatives, we work for deadlines and we work under pressure anyway, but the best ideas won't come when it's an hour before your deadline's due and you're trying to rush it. You know what I mean? You've had a whole week to prepare for this deadline. You could have spent the first few days where you had a lot of time spend time, unlimited time, don't restrict yourself and just be creative in that space. So that's what I've been thinking about productivity and creativity. I know it's been a whole thing. Um, I've been, I've been, like I said, going into productivity and thinking about the idea of productivity because I've been realizing that I can't do all the things I was speaking about earlier with balancing passion, college, self and life. And that's why I obviously dived into productivity 
and thought about all of that. But now I'm coming to realize that I'm actually going to have to sacrifice something to pursue the other or give less time to one thing to give more time to another. And that segues us into today's topic, which I don't know what I'm going to call it, but it's definitely going to be pursuing your passion and discovering your process. So I just want to talk about pursuing your passion, going all in on your passion. And like I said earlier, I have discovered what my passion was. And I already kind of knew roughly, like I wanted to do something in creative arts. I wanted to be something like design. Um, I wanted to do something creative. And now I'm wanting to go all in now that I really find it as photography and film and that. And I've always kind of knew it would be in that realm, but I never kind of gave into it. You know, I was always like a bit hesitant, like standing at the doorway, like, I don't know if I want to like, you know. But then I realized that if I commit to it now, few years down the line I can always change it like nothing's finite you know what I mean like I don't have to do this I'm so young I can change in another 10 years whatever I want to do so I'm like cool you know what for now it's what I love doing it's what I enjoy I'm gonna go for it so now I just like to talk about passion and what it means to find what you love doing because it's always such a weird concept to talk about oh passion what does that mean doing what you love and all of that jazz but for me passion and doing what you love comes from finding pure enjoyment from what you're doing. And what I mean by that, by this is I literally get like giddy and childlike when I'm editing photos and videos. Like I get excitement from doing it. I look forward to it. I spend time editing photos and editing videos and I don't see it as work. I'm like, no, 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 this can't be work. I'm having too much fun here. I'm just playing around. This shouldn't be work. What is this? You know what I mean? Like it's really funny like that. And sometimes I'll be nailing a phot photograph edits and I'll be fiddling around with the layers and towards the end it'll start looking super cool and I'll get like giddy. I'll be like, oh my God, like I start like shaking. I get like so excited from how it's looking, but not like like a chihuahua, like shaking like, yo, I just like get really happy about it and I'm so excited. And when nailing a Premiere Pro edit, when I'm putting all everything together and I play it through and I just can't anymore because it's just looking so good. For me, that's passion. When you get so much enjoyment from doing something that nothing else matters. Like I, f I forget what time it is. Time flies by and I'm just doing this thing. I'm like, this is so much fun. <laughs> like I get the feeling that it shouldn't be allowed because it's too fun. If that makes sense. It's like for all my gamers out there, you know, when you play games with your homies, no matter what you're playing, time flies by, you're having fun, you're joining, you don't know, you don't know what's going on. Like all that matters is you playing games with your homies and having some fun. And that for me is what's happening now with my photography and my film is that I just get so engrossed in it that I just love it. All that matters is what I'm doing right now. And I find and I get so much fulfillment from doing that. And I feel like fulfillment is also a big thing when considering passion and what you love is are you getting fulfilled from it? Does it fulfill you? Do you feel happy doing that for a majority of your day? Or do you feel empty and sad and kind of wishing you did something else with your time? And even when I got out to take photos, I mean, the other day we went to our farm and I was taking a bunch of photos of stuff and my parents went off to, to look around the fence line or something. And I just wandered around taking photos. And it was weird. And in that moment, I just felt so present walking around the farm with my camera, taking a bunch of shots of things. And I was playing around, I was experimenting and I was just having fun. And I felt like quite childlike in, in my playfulness. And I, th and I thought to myself like, this is passion and that happened this week as well and I really thought about it and the reason I'm preaching this now and pursuing your passion is this is and why I've been thinking about it as well is this is what you're going to spend 
the rest of your life doing. This is what you're going to spend most of your days for the rest of your life. So you might as well enjoy it. You're going to spend about 60 to 70% of your week doing this activity, whatever it is that you want to do in life. It's going to be this. So why not enjoy it? Because when I think for me, it's like, I don't want to live my days like school, for example. School for me was a prime example. You spend most of your week on it, most of your week on the homework, on the tests, on the rubbish, and you don't enjoy it. And the only thing that kind of got me through the weeks was the weekends, going home, doing something cool because I was in boarding house, but like going home or the afternoons after school where we go play footy at the fields or the Friday afternoons and I go home and that's the only thing that would bring me joy in my weeks. And I said like, no, that's not nice. That's not a fulfilled life. That's not a a good life in my opinion. I want to have each day filled with enjoyment, have each day filled with happiness. And I want to live a purpose-driven life, one where every day is exciting, every day is fulfilling. Obviously, I know that's not 100% possible, but it would be if I was, let's say, taking photos every day, going to film every day, like working with clients all the time, creating content, and kind of know that I'm always working towards something and know that what I'm working towards is what I love. So I want to live a life where each day is enjoyable. Like I don't want to sit down and go, oh no, I have to go to work today or I have to do this today. And obviously I'm not saying I won't have those days. Obviously I'll have those days, but they won't be, it won't be five out of seven days in a week, if you know what I mean. Or the day where I wake up in the morning and I'm looking forward to that afternoon where I'm leaving work and going to go have lunch with someone or whatever but I'm excited to start the work that morning. And that's what I want. I don't want to, like, you know, if you kind of catch my drift of what I'm saying, um, and I want to be excited, happy, and stoked to start each of my day. I want to be present in my days. I don't want to constantly look forward to the next thing and look forward to the next thing. I want to be present and enjoying the moment rather than enjoying the next weekend or enjoying the holiday or the vacation. And this is a scary thing to think about. And something I've also been thinking about with the passion is that, People, some people seem to forget, but when you have a job, you don't have holidays. Like you have your Christmas holiday, obviously you have your two weeks leave in the year, but that's it. That's it. You work all year round otherwise. Like, because I know at college and at school, we had we have, we have three months and you have like two weeks off, three months, and like three weeks off. That doesn't happen. It's like six months and then maybe your two week leave and then six months and then a week off at Christmas. And that's it. So if you're going to continuously seek the holidays, it's not going to be enjoyable because you're going to spend most of the time doing what you don't like, doing what you don't love. And I don't want to have to seek these quick highs. So what I mean by quick highs is a really great quote by Gary Vee that goes, um, if your excitement or happiness is coming from buying a new home or getting a new pair of Yeezys, you're finished. So what he means by that is you're done. Like that's it for you. But if you're doing something that brings you happiness and if your happiness comes from the process, then that's happiness. He says, if you're living your life going from quick high to quick high, whether that is realizing that when the Monday starts, you're looking forward to the Saturday to go out drinking with your friends and that's it for the week. That's your enjoyment. That's your fun part of the week. The rest of it's just lame. Or if your high is buying, like he said, a new home or getting a new watch or getting that next salary paycheck so that you can save up to buy this thing, you're finished, you're done. And that is such a powerful quote because you're not really living in that sense you're just kind of bobbling along to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing then life's going to be done and you're going to look back and you're going to go well was i fulfilled 
And that's, that's, I don't want that. I don't want to sit at the end of it and go, well, was I, was I fulfilled? I want to live life. I have big dreams to travel. I have big dreams to do things. And my, what keeps me going now is that I know that I'm going to make that happen because that's what I want. I don't want the things. I don't want the possessions. I don't want the weekends. I want the weekdays. I want the enjoyment of the process. I want to be doing what I love every day. I want to live a life where my work isn't work for me. It's just play and it's art and it's fun. And that's what I want to do. I want to go all in on this passion of photography and film and play every day where it's not work, where it's art, where it's creating. And obviously, I know there's the phrase that says, um, find what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And I just like to debunk that because there will be days where you have to work. Even if you're a freelance photographer, a painter, an architect, whatever it is, there is still work involved. There's contract signings and there's drawing up legal documents and there's paperwork and there's all of that stuff that needs to be done. And that would be work and that stuff you're not going to enjoy. But in the grander scheme of things, you're actually doing what you love. And even sometimes when you do freelance, you work with a client that obviously has a really bad idea and really just wants that idea, is not willing to negotiate. And you have to end up making something that you're not really enjoying you're still doing what you love. You're still making films. You're still taking photographs. You, it's just at the foundation and at the core, you're still doing something that's awesome. Even though there are those hiccups and small bumps, it's not the majority of the time. And I'd like to talk about within this, the concept of risk versus regret. And I am one to say that I would rather take risk than sit with regret because regret is so powerful. Regret is a pain that cannot be cured. Because you don't want to live your life and get to a certain point and regret all the things that you didn't do and and because that pain's not going to go away. So I would rather take the risk now that I'm young, that I can take risks, that I can because I'm not bombed down by the responsibilities of life. Life hasn't hit me yet and pulled me down with all of the responsibilities. I'm not sucked up in loans and all of that jazz yet. I'm very free. So I can take these risks and I want to take these risks. And I would always rather put risk over regret because especially me, because I'm so young, whatever the risk happens, if something goes wrong, that's fine. I can still go back to that safe route that was always there for me. I can still go back to do it, but I would regret never taking that risk when I had the opportunity to. So that's why I believe that whatever it is that you want to do, you should go for it. You should chase your dreams. You should hustle. You should do your thing. No matter what it is, you should just go for it. Because when you're 89, when you're 89 years old or whatever, 95, 102, whatever, and you're lying on your deathbed, you will think about the things that you didn't do rather than the things that you did. You don't want to sit on your deathbed, think back on your life and regret not doing things. I would rather sit on my deathbed and go, wow, I'm so glad I took that risk. Even though it may not have worked out, I'm still glad I took that risk. And even if it did work out, I'd even be more stoked that I took that risk rather than lying there with this rotting pain of regret because I didn't do the things I wanted to do. And thus, I think that you have to find what you want to do. You have to find what you love. But I think that you have to find what you want to do. And no matter what it is, you will find it. And Alan Watts says that somebody's interested in anything. Anything you can be interested in, you'll find others who are. So you can find what you want to do. But how do you do that? So this is kind of what I'd like to go into now is how do you find what you love? And the first thing I'd say is play. Just play. Experiment. Just play and experiment with all kinds of things. Anything that you think you would be interested in, try it. Even if it's for a month, two months, three months, six months, however long it is, just try it. If you think, 
and you know i might be interested in drawing you know i did draw when i was younger cool try it draw for draw for a month just draw things post it online do whatever you want to do with it and see if you get full passion passion and fulfillment and joy from doing that and if you don't that's cool you experimented with it you tried you played with it move on to the next thing whatever it may be think cool do i enjoy streaming cool then let me stream for a month whatever it may be just play and experiment with anything and continuously try as many things as you can because it's not wasted time because in the, the day you tried a whole bunch of things you explored and that's the most amazing thing and i promise you that by the end of it you will find something that you really truly enjoy because you obviously won't say something random like for me personally i won't say oh i think i might be interested in law there's not a fuck i'll be interested in law but i'm not gonna even bother experimenting with it so i'd rather say cool maybe i'll experiment with some web design that's something because that's still relevant to me and that's still relevant to what i like and then maybe i can find some passion from it and even if you still can't after playing and experimenting i'd like to ask you is what do you do in your spare time when you have some free time when you have some spare time what do you do and what like do you really enjoy what you do in your spare time and with that what do you like doing what do, what do you like doing what what is it it could be anything 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 it does not have to be something that could be work related or whatever whatever it is what do you like doing and then what is fun for you what do you find fun what what really feels fun or what activity is really fun for you and one thing that i always like to think about when pursuing passion is the concept of how your subconscious already knows what it wants to do so i know before anyone like debunks that clicks off like oh no that's crazy what did you do in your childhood what did you do in your childhood because i find that that's quite a crucial thing with your subconscious because i will be a prime example of this when i was younger like really young like six seven four like all of those young ages obviously i did all the standard kid and child things play with toys play imagination games run around with my friends but one thing i also did which i'm really remembering now and after talking to my family about discovering more of is i used to make videos and take photos when i was super young i don't know this is for all my ogs out there i used to take my parents blackberry when i was super young and i know that the blackberry had the stop and start feature on the recording so you could be recording something stop the recording and then resume it and with that i noticed that you could create your own in-camera cutting and me and my friends used to film awesome little film things with our toys just with that stop and start function so we'd realize that we couldn't film our entire little inverted commas movie with our toys in one go we'd film uh, one scene one scene one scene just to make it easy on ourselves and just me discovering that there was a stop and start feature in the recording my creativity went wild i created a whole bunch of little skits and films with my toys and i now realized that was like oh my god i was always meant to go into film i was always meant to tell stories because i loved loved doing that i had so much fun with it and i realize now that that was actually what i was meant to do and even with that i remember my parents got me a little gray canon camera like a little gray like pointed shoot one that you hold down and then the lens comes out of the camera like and then like you could take a photo with it i remember they got me one of those things i think it was a hand me down from my grandpa or something i don't know how i got it and i was just running around taking photos of everything and it was the funnest thing i think i ever did i was taking photos of all the most random things the doorknob seeing if i get my reflection in the doorknob taking photo of my dog taking photo of the tree outside the grass the road the cars anything i would just take photos of with that little camera and i've been realizing now that i was always meant to go into photography i i did that so much when i was younger and i loved it and found so much enjoyment from it that i was meant to do it and then obviously i remember 
I was a little bit older and went on a game drive and my dad couldn't come. He was at the, he was wherever he was, I think back at the lodge, but he gave me the camera to take some photos. And I remember just going absolute ham because now I had a DSLR camera and not a little point and shoot thing. I had a DSLR with a shutter and focus and all of these incredible things. So I started using that and I remember going absolutely crazy. I took like a hundred photos of the same lion sitting under the tree, all the same photo. But what fascinated me was a like the, 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 the mirror in the DSLR flickering back and like opening and closing, opening and closing and the shutter. And that fascinated me. And the fact that this camera would go like it just fascinated me. That was amazing. And then I'd look at this, the, the, the LED with the picture on it. Obviously, I was shooting in auto. I was not shooting in manual. And I'd look at the LED and be like, that's a photograph. That thing's right there. But it's like right here. And it blew my mind anyway. And that's what I mean is that your subconscious already knows what you want to do. I think that you've known what you want to do within you all along and something has distracted you and thrown you off your path. And then once you have found your thing, no matter what it is, ask yourself, how can you make money from it and turn it into a business? And don't just go, oh, no, I can't turn whatever this is in a business. Actually sit down and ask yourself how you can turn it into a business. Because with the internet, anything could be a business. You can make money by just making a daily video where all you do is talk about fruit and upload that onto YouTube. And I promise you, you can make money. Do that every day for a year. You will have some money. I promise you. And that's the most crazy thing is with the power of the internet, you can literally do anything. But... With that, it's not all going to be rainbows and flowers and unicorns. You must be prepared to hustle. You must be prepared to grind. Whatever it is that you want to do, it's not just the, your success in it isn't just going to fall out of the sky and land in your hands and you're going to be like, oh, I did it. It's, you're going to have to grind. You're going to have to make it happen. And you're going to have to slowly but surely get to where you want to be with this thing that you love doing. And if you found what you love and what is your passion and what you enjoy, you have to grind for this thing. You have to work on it. You have to get better and better and hone your skills and train your skills to eventually build either a business from it or create money from it or become a personal brand in whatever it is that you want to do. That stuff takes time. It takes some hard work. And that's what I mean is you've got to be prepared to grind and to hustle. And if you have found what you love already and you know that you I love this, I want to make a passion out of it. I'm not a passion. I want to make a career out of it. Um, and whatever that is, you obviously have some dreams for what you'd like to do with this, whatever it, whatever this is, your passion. You have some dreams where you'd like to be, what you'd like to achieve. And what are your dreams? Now, this is directed to the people that maybe have not found their passion yet and have not found what they love. What are your dreams? What are your dreams? And that's just something for you to think about. With that, I'll go back to like the hard work and the grinding and this working to create to create something out of your passion. And a really nice quote again that I like from Gary Vee, which says that you're not lazy. You just don't love what you do. And that quote for me, I feel like is really powerful because when you love what you do, you'll happily do the work. Not like the workers and like all the boring stuff. But if you love taking photos, you will go take photos. You will edit photos. If you love creating graphic designs, you will make graphic designs not a problem. Obviously, there'll be your off days. You can't work the whole day every day. You will have days where you feel a bit tired, where you want a little bit of chill time, and you want to kind of create less and work on your art a bit less. But that's fine. But what I would say is that when you love what you do, the work comes easily. The grind is not easy. 
but it's not as hard as someone who doesn't love what they do and is just grinding for the sake of money or some other material gain. And with this, I like to think of another quote by Alan Watts, which goes, um, what do you want to do? When we finally got down to something which the individual really wants to do, I will say to him, you do that and forget the money. If you say that getting the money is the most important thing, you will spend your life completely wasting your time. You'll be doing things you don't like doing in order to go on living, that is to go on doing things you don't like doing, which is stupid. And he goes on to say, it's actually stupid to spend your time doing things you don't like and then to raise your children to do the same thing. So he says it's just a continuous cycle. And with that, I'd like to say that passion is deeper than money. Passion runs deeper than just making money from what you want to do. Passion is a pure enjoyment of it. You just love doing it so much that it's not for the money anymore. It's about happiness. It's about creating something from this life. And money and power is very egocentric. To do what you want to do just to get money, status, and power, those are completely egocentric values. Because money will never bring happiness, power won't either, and neither will status. Because you'll never have enough money, you'll never have enough power, and you'll never have a high enough status. And the ego will just crave more and more and more, leaving you completely unsatisfied and unhappy. But passion, passion is not egocentric. And if I was to elaborate on this, is passion is so pure, and if you've really found your passion, it's so pure and it's so close to you and your soul and your heart that it's not about the ego anymore. It's about you, your true self, not the ego. And the, for, and the pursuit of passion isn't for money, it isn't for wealth, it isn't for power, it isn't for status. It's just because you really enjoy doing it. Like you just love doing it. That it in itself is fulfilling enough and the fulfillment won't, won't come from the money, it won't come from the power or whatever that may be. It will only come from doing what you love doing. So I know I got a bit deep there about ego and true self and passion, but let's say you do start pursuing your passion and you start going in on it and you start doing things with it and you start like say, cool, I'm going to go all in now, I'm going to make something happen. You must employ patience. And what I mean by that is it will take years before any success comes from you pursuing your passion. And that is why I say you've really got to find what you love because it will take time before you can develop something from it, whether it's money to support yourself whether it's success in that field that you can pursue your passion for the rest of your life and you get some recognition for your passion, it will take years. And that's why it should be your passion because you will find joy in the process because even though it will be hard work, it'll be fun. The process in itself will be fun. And that's why I say that you've got to enjoy the process. You've got to be patient and you've got to have perspective. When you're doing what you love, the process is easy. It's not completely easy, but it's easier than someone just doing it for money. It's a lot easier. And it will take years for anything to happen, but it will be much better than you doing something you don't like. And if you truly, if you still don't know what you want to do with the next 40, 60, 80, I think even 100 years, think about modern medicine. We are going to live for a very, very long time. And if you don't know what you're going to do for the rest of your life, all these years, these are years we're talking about. Think about how much can happen in a year, how much can change in a year, how much time is in a year, let alone almost a century, 80 years. And if you don't know what you want to do for the rest of that time, that's fine. Now, I know I'm like talking about passion and going all in on what you want to do and you've got to find what you love, you're going to spend the rest of your days doing that. And But earlier, I did say, that you can play 
and you can experiment. So if you don't know what you want to do, that's fine. If you are under 30, how if you're even under 40, you have so much time on your hands. You can screw up, you can take risk, you can do whatever. Like I said earlier, the responsibilities of life haven't fully gripped you that gripped you yet. You still have enough time to get wherever you want to do. You still have enough time to discover your passion, to play, to experiment. You have so much time on your hands that you can try. You can take a risk still. And you can find what you really love and what you want to do for the rest of your life. But with that, pursuing your passion is hard. And what I mean by this is there will be people who won't support your passion. And especially when wanting to be an artist or when wanting to do something on the internet or, or whether that's creating content online or wherever that is, Sometimes people won't support you and sometimes those people will be the people closest to you. And I mean, it's especially hard for me as my parents don't kind of understand the whole idea of being an artist and wanting to pursue something in the art, in the fine art, not fine art, but pursuing something that's relative to arts like, like photography or film or something like that. They don't see the value in that. And that's fine. They may not support me for it or may not support it, but it's my life. It's not theirs. Thus, you've got to free yourself from the, from those people's opinions, from those who don't support you. You've got to free yourself from them. And if you know within yourself that this is what you want to do, if you can feel it and if you know it within you, go for it. Because it is yours for the taking. It is no one else's. It is yours for the taking. Take that risk and go for it. Even though you don't have the support from the people close around you, if you know that that is what you want to do for the rest of your life, why aren't you doing it? So I'll let that question sit with you for a bit. But... I'd like to build on that by saying, for me, life is a game of risk and regret. I spoke about risk and regret earlier, but life is. Life is you either take the risk or you sit with the regret. And that, it's crazy when you think about it. But if that little piece right there of what I just said, take the risk now or have the regret later, if that's the one thing that you need to get going to do your thing, then that's amazing because it's been the thing that's kind of getting me going recently is I'm thinking, am I going to take this risk now and slightly lose some marks and slightly slack a bit of work on my college to be able to go all in on my passion and not regret it later? I'm like, hell yeah, of course I'm going to do that because that's I'm going to be so happy that I actually did do it rather than I didn't do it. And then, like I said, come to the age where I'm 75, have no energy, can't do it, and then regret that I didn't do it. And that is why... And that's why I want to sit here for the next 30 seconds and just plead with you to do whatever it is, whatever your passion is, whatever you love, do it. Just please go and do it because I don't want you to sit with regret in however many years, 30, 40 years, 50 years, however long it is, and regret that you didn't take that risk. If you haven't found your passion yet, play, experiment, try things. I plead with you to just do. Starting is the hardest thing. But even if it's just a five minutes or 10 minutes, commit to those five and 10 minutes and just start. And if I have to be the one person to sit here and plead for five minutes for you to just do, I will be that person. Because in life, I just want to be happy. Don't you want to be happy? Don't you just want to be happy? It's such a simple thing. But not many people have it these days. That's why I say, don't you just want to be happy? So I'm going to spend these minutes just pleading with you to do. Because passion is hard work and pursuing it is work but it's going to be the best most fun most exhilarating work that you ever did and why is it exhilarating why would it be the most fun thing you ever did well i'd like to go back and speak about life as an adventure 
And there was this really cool video I was watching by Casey Neistat. And in that video, he something went wrong. He, he planned a trip and he was on the trip and something went wrong that messed up his plans. And in there, he said, the adventure doesn't start until something goes wrong. So with that, I'd like to say that life is a planned trip. Whatever it is, it's planned. You say, cool, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that or I'm going to leave college and I'm going to go into this stable job with this safe route and get this much money and I'm going to go get this house. And that's not an adventure. That's a planned trip. It's a planned route. It's not going to be entertaining. Let your passion be that thing that went wrong, that sparks the change in your life, that sparks that change for it to become an adventure because that is when the adventure will start when you when something messes up the plans because that's when the real adventure starts and then with that change go all in on your passion go all in don't slow down and do one thing here go all in on it once you've found it why don't you want to go all in on it why because it will be the best decision that you ever made because safe safe is boring safe is actually more risky than not doing it because safe Going the safe route and the boring route puts you at the risk of having regrets when you're 70 and 80 years old because you're going to be like, oh, I should have done that. Oh, I should have. And when you speak to old people, when you speak, <laughs> I know that really bad, when you speak to old people, when you speak to your grandparents or your, or your older, older uncles or anyone that's old in your family, and when you speak to them, and I've noticed this, the one thing that they sometimes, that they speak about is, oh, I wish I did this. I wish I had the time to do this. The second that you start a sentence with I wish is the second you are sitting with regret. I don't want to start a sentence with I wish when I'm a lot older because that means I didn't do the things that I wanted to do. I didn't make that change that would have turned my life into an adventure. But with that, a disclaimer. Some people like boring. Some people like the standard routine shape and the safe route. And some people enjoy that. And if you do... That's all fine for you. And I want to say that I wish you much happiness in that pursuit and whatever that is. Maybe your passion is that. You know, I don't know. Passion's a very open thing. And it can be that. But we have one life. And we are here for this one, one opportunity. This is all, it's one opportunity. That's all you've been given. And you either take it or you leave it. And that's it. If you're presented with one opportunity, if you're in this world and you're presented with one opportunity that can change everything or you just leave it and nothing happens. That's what life is. You're given this one opportunity to do it and do something incredible or just let nothing happen. And I know that's very deep and been like, oh, you're a motivation. <laughs> but it's just, again, I just like to plead with you to do and spend some time with yourself. Ask yourself the very important questions. Sit with yourself. And this is what I plead to do. Sit with yourself. No distractions. And ask yourself the important questions. Where do you want to be in 10, 20, and 30 years? Where do you want to be? And it doesn't have to be rock solid. It doesn't have to be, I want to be here because, and I want to be there, and I want to be here. Times and people change, and we change. So don't set something that's fully rock solid because you can change to whatever you want. But if I was to ask you now, where do you see yourself in 10, 20, 30 years? Where do you want to be? And although that may change over the course of your life, this is just to see what sparks your interest and it's just to get your idea about the future of where you would want to go and where you'd like to be to kind of get you to do something now about it rather than just sitting patiently and let time slip through your fingers. Do something about it. 
ask yourself the important questions, the questions that really hit home and are really quite hard to answer. Sit with those questions and answer them truthfully within yourself. Don't seek a distraction and ask yourself that important question, then pick up your phone and go, oh, never mind, it's fine, whatever, and distract yourself. Don't distract yourself. Sit with this question, and it will be hard because I've had moments where it's really tough to answer these questions and you get quite upset, but arriving at the answer is so much better than just sitting with the question. And <laughs> it's crazy to think, but with that, I'd like to start concluding and summarizing everything that we've said in today's episode and it's been quite an intense one, I'm not going to lie. I feel quite light after that. There's a, when I wrote down all the notes for what I wanted to say for this, I felt quite a heavy load because I just wanted to say it or I just wanted to record the podcast. And I said, no, Josh, just wait one day. We'll just wait 24 hours and then we can record it and go all in and do exactly what we want to do. But to summarize today's episode, we started off talking about passion. What is passion? What does passion mean to you? And for me, it's pure enjoyment in doing something so much enjoyment that you don't even qualify as work anymore and it feels like free time stuff because it's so fun and enjoyable that's passion find your passion how do you find your passion play experiment and try you never know unless you do something you're not going to look at something and go oh that's rubbish even though you've never done it before gain the experience play an experiment because that is how you'll find something that you really love Look back at your childhood. What did you do in your childhood? What do you do now? What do you do in your spare time? What is fun for you? Answer those questions. We also spoke about hard work because pursuing your passion is going to be some hard work, but it won't be tough. It'll be hard, but it won't be tough because tough will be doing something you don't actually like doing to get materialistic rewards. Passion will be doing it because just doing it is the reward itself. And then to finalize, I'd like to just take a few more seconds to plead to you just to do something. If Put, if you finish listening to this podcast and you get up and you do something related to your passion, I've done my job in my life. I'm done. I'll retire after that because I just have a plea to you to please do, just do whatever it is. Do it. Just get up. Go. Close the laptop. Stop the podcast. Take out your phones. Stop. Turn, off, turn it off in your car. Go do it. Please. <laughs> I'm pleading to you because you'll be so much happier once you start. And with that, I'd like to round off today's episode. And I'd just like to thank you so much, so, so much for tuning in to today's episode. I'm just a dude sitting at my desk in my room with a laptop and two pillows for sound dampening and, I'm, and my ideas. That's all I am. Thank you so much for tuning into this. And maybe podcasting is your passion. Do it. I, I just had to start. All I did was open up my recording software on my Mac and start talking to it. Open up Premiere Pro and start editing it and done. <laughs> you have a podcast. Thus, I'd like to say, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate so accordingly on your respective platforms. And if you enjoyed today's episode, the best thing you can do for me is just speak to a friend about it. Maybe recommend it to a friend or tell your friend that you enjoyed this concept that I spoke about and you recommend they do it. That's the best thing you can do for me. If you don't want to tell anyone, that's fine. I'm not your dad. I'm not going to tell you what to do. And thus, I wish you a fantastic day, morning, evening, afternoon, week ahead, weekend, whatever you're about to do. I hope it's amazing and I hope that it really goes well for you. So until next week, Sunday, much love.